0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Wannabe Cricket Expert. I'm your host, Anna Padacharya. Once again, just another quick shout out to our healthcare workers who are giving it their all during this lockdown on New South Wales, Victoria, and obviously now New Zealand. You know, you guys are our true heroes. Please keep it up. We'll get through this. Now, first, I wanted to get through what was an absolute thriller of a test between Pakistan and West Indies, um, where the West Indies won by one wicket. So, in the first innings, um, Jaden Seals, Kemal Roach, and Jason Holder were just bowling outstanding um, against Pakistan in the uh, in the first test in Jamaica. Um, a few starts in the Pakistan eleven, Babar Azam got to 30, the Pakistani skipper. But uh, Farah Alam scored a quality 56, Faheem Ashraf scoring a crucial 44 to take Pakistan 217 all out, and then. West Indies uh, bat first, they were in a bit of trouble, they were at 3 for 50, and then 4 for 100, with only Craig Brathwaite starting to continue his start, oh sorry not 4 for 100, they went to 5 for 100 as well, so they are under quite a bit of trouble, but then uh, current skipper Craig Brathwaite and the old skipper Jason Holder, they both scored half centuries, Jason Holder gained to 58, uh, Craig Brathwaite was run out for 97, and the West Indies got a slight lead of 36 runs, with Shaheen Shah, freely taking four wickets, and Mohammad Abbas, absolute class, bowler, took three wickets. So, um, after the end of the first innings, West Indies had a lead of 36 runs. After that, Pakistan, Baba got scored a quality 55. It was a very patient 55. Uh, he... Faced over 150 balls for his half century. No one else really got going. Mohamed Rizwan got a 30. Um, Abid Ali got 34. There weren't many big scores. Hassan Ali scored a crucial 28 um, to take Pakistan to 203 all out, which meant West Indies would have to chase down uh, 168. Uh, obviously, from the West Indian side of the bowling, Jaden Seals took 5 for 55 in the second innings. Um, he's a real talent of a bowler. And I'll uh, get, get on to that once I go through the West Indies second innings. So obviously in the West Indies second innings, they were in huge trouble at 3 for 66 after uh, Bonner departed. And from there on, Rosten Chase and Jermaine Blackwood, they kept just pushing and pushing. Blackwood scored um, a quick firing 55, scoring over 32% of West Indies runs. But they're in deep trouble at 7 for 114 when Jason Holder went. And then Joshua De Silva departed uh, for 13 uh, with the West Indies at 8 for 142. And then obviously they went to 9 for 141. But Keema Roach he held his call and scored 13 not out to take West Indies to a one-wicket victory. I mean, this is what Test Cricket is all about. It was an absolutely outstanding game. Um, you know, I didn't watch much of it live, but from the highlights, it was absolute high-quality cricket. And this is despite a few delays where there was rain. I think bad light also came into play and stuff like that. But um, a quick shout-out to Jaden Seals. Took eight wickets in the game, so rightfully uh, deserved player of the match. Um, Fahim Alam was impressive. Baba got a score in both um, innings. Fahim Ashraf, he, he's becoming a very handy bowler. For Pakistan in uh, test cricket, sorry, in a bowler all rounder, he's becoming a very handy all rounder. So, obviously, West Indies got some crucial uh, points for the World Test Championship um, for the 2021 20, to twenty three cycle. Um, and yeah, uh, Shaheen Afridi, he was real class for Pakistan with the ball, took four wickets. Mohammed um, Abbas was good, Hassan Ali impressed in the second innings. So, uh, Fahim Ashraf, stand standout player for Pakistan, scored 64 runs in um, cross, 2 innings, and took 3 wickets. Probably would have liked a wicket or 2 more, if I'm being a bit harsh, but yeah, it is what it is. Yassi Shah, he had a very low-key test match, 16 overs, no wickets throughout 2 innings, and only scoring a... He only scored 4 runs across 2 innings, so... He didn't have a great day. I was in now with the second test. Um, Pakistan were in a bit of trouble after uh, sent into that first, with Abu Dhabi Ali and Imran Bhatt and Azhar Ali all sent back in the first four overs. with Pakistan were three for two, Kemal Roach and Jaden C was absolutely going nuts. Uh, Barbara Azam and Fawad Alam, they were scored half centuries with Alam retired hurt on 76 not out. Uh Barbara Zahm got out for 75. Kima Roach taking three wickets. Pakistan currently 212 for four. Uh, that was on Stumps Day 1 and then uh, yesterday, Day 2, we got completely washed out. So as of now, uh, Pakistan will be trying to push for a win. I think West Indies bowled well from what I saw. Again, it's very tough to watch West Indian tests from Sydney, even in lockdown with the massive, crazy time differences. But uh, from what I've seen... It's been quite a disciplined bowling from West Indies. But it's been good batting after the first four overs from Pakistan. Um, I think F- Fawad Alam, what a play. He keeps on scoring runs when Pakistan are in trouble. And you really got to think... WTF is wrong with Inzamamul haq and all the past Pakistan selectors who did not... Um, recall filed alarm. I think it was dropped in 2010 or 2011 uh, from the Pakistan test side and he would have to wait for over uh, I think it was dropped in 2009 sorry. I think it was dropped in 2009 when they went to New Zealand. Since then he had to to wait for over 10 years to get recalled. He is currently what 34, 35 I think. He's 35 years old and 318 days as of uh, current recording and it's Absolute crazy that he hasn't, um, you know, played more test matches. Um, yeah, and continuing and Father alarm the is 35 years, 318 days, uh, days old, um, and it's just crazy how he had to wait for over a decade to be recalled. He kept on scoring runs in first class cricket. Um, I wrote an article about this a year ago, um, on the Raw, it was something like, uh, Filed alarms. Um, a journey back to being recorded and stuff like that. Um, and he's just. I just still find it very baffling that. Um, oh, filed alarms reward for hard work. Filed alarms reward for hard work and patience. Now, so if I can go to every single season since he got dropped, so I'm gonna go through all the stats. Two thousand nine and ten scored 418 runs with two hundred and one fifty in six innings 2011 in seven innings he scored 298 runs with two hundred and one fifty. in 2011 to 12 first class cricket he scored 945 runs in 18 innings with 300 and 250s in 2012 to 13 season he scored 534 runs in 10 innings with two hundred and two fifties. and in 2013 to 14 he scored 658 runs um in 14 innings with two hundred and four fifties, and 450s. In 2014 to 15 he scored two 719 runs with 200s and 850s. In 2015 to 16 he scored 672 runs with one hundred and four fifties. In 2016 to 17 he scored 499 runs in 11 innings with one hundred and three fifties. In 2017 to 18 that was a bit of a blip because he only averaged just under 41, whereas in those other seasons he was averaging over 49 in each of them. And over 50, 60, 70s. Like he was that crazy. 2017 to 18 was a bit of a blip where he only scored uh, f- scored 570 runs in 17 innings, uh, with two hundred and three fifties. In 2018 to 19, he scored 699 runs in 13 innings with three hundreds and 150. In 2019 to 20, the final season before COVID hit, the world basically he scored 781 runs in 13 innings with 400s and 250s. Now, since he got dropped before he got um, recalled back into the Pakistan eleven, in 134 innings he scored 6,793 runs uh, with 23 centuries and 31 fifties. Despite that. He was keep on scoring runs yeah players like Umar Akmal, Asad Shafiq, Shoaib Malik, Kuram Mansoor, a host of names they kept on being recalled chopping and changing and stuff like that I just find a complete BS day. Inzimam haq said there were better players than Farad in the Pakistan first-class system at that time for the past 10 years it's absolute BS the fact that he managed to keep his job um, in the moment, stuff like this—it's it's complete BS that players said. Um, you know, uh, what's it called? That, uh, just on the basis of players looking good, they would be selected over Fatherland because just because he looked ugly, he has an absolute Shivnari Narayan Chandapur style uh, stance, and he was scoring runs, but that didn't matter because he looked ugly. That is the most basic as BS I've ever heard um, so overall yeah, Pakistan selected an absolute stupid for what they did regarding um, Father Lam I think in this second test obviously Pakistan 212 for 4 after stamps on day 2 I think they'll try to get to about 350 declare um, and then hope to basically force the result because I think West Indies will be trying to bat for a draw, the batting isn't that great um, and Pakistan will be hoping that you know, the big guns such as Craig Brathwaite, Jason Holder, Joshua De Silva, um, you know, they don't really fire with the bat and stuff like that. I think 212 for 4, I think Pakistan are slight favourites to win from here. Unless rain does continue to come into play in Jamaica for the s- remaining 3 days. But um, yeah, now on to an absolute brilliant second test match between India and England. I watched the first 2 sessions of each day apart from day five where I watched all of it. Now obviously India won by 151 runs. And it was an absolutely amazing test match, so obviously uh K.O. Rahul scoring absolutely brilliantly hundred and twenty-nine. Rohit Sharma fought back with uh scored uh eighty-three, those the two openers were outstanding. India got to 364. They were probably about 50 short, if I'm being honest. Considering they were two for 260, they should have at least gotten 400 from there. And then, obviously, England were in a bit of trouble at two for 20 yard. Joe Root scored an absolute amazing 180. Uh, Rory Burns chipped in with uh, 49. Johnny Bairstow scored a good 57. And they were a bit. England were in a good position at five for 341. They could have gotten a lead of about. 50-plus, 70-yard runs. They could probably go on to about 4, twenty, four thirty, 30. And then that's where the class of the Indian seamers stood up. They fought back. Ishan Sharma bowled brilliantly. Shami bowled brilliantly. Siraj was absolutely outstanding with 4 for 94. Uh, obviously, England in the end bowled up for 391. But obviously, that wasn't the talk of the English innings where things would start to get heated up. Obviously, with Jasper Bruma bowling a few bounces and a get on to that after i conclude this uh uh talking about the summary of the second test uh india were obviously in a bit of trouble after Virat Kohli got up for 20 he was looking really good you know he was timing the ball well he he didn't look like he was gonna get out it's not because of this looking you know looking good i was saying he was scoring runs And he defended well. There weren't that many edges or anything like that. And then, boom, he just chases one outside off the stump and then gets out. And obviously, Pujara and Rahane, they were just batting time. Uh, Rahane batted for 238 minutes. Pujara batted for 280 minutes. Uh, Both got dismissed before stumps on day four. India obviously going into a bit of trouble. Rishabh Rishabh, Pant departing for 22 India at that stage they were at a lead of just about under 170. Ishan Sharma got out for 16, and then Shami and Bumrah they just went absolute nuts. The English tell England completely lost the plot, and then India declared at eight for 298. They gave England 60 overs to chase down 272. No one really stood up apart from Jos Butler and Joe Root, uh, maybe Hasibul Reed and, and Mohinder Ali to an extent, but yeah, again, Siraj was absolutely outstanding with 4 for t- 32. Ishan Sharma was outstanding, Boomer was outstanding, Every, the whole Indian pace stack was outstanding, with the uh, Pomas being bowled out for 120 after 51.5 overs, India winning by 151 runs. Now, on to the test, I think K. Rahul was easily deserved player of the match. I've been very critical of his recall, I didn't like the way that he was recalled, but in hindsight, I got it wrong and I'm happy to say that I bloody got it wrong. He's a very good player when, when you're watching him. And probably that one hundred and twenty nine is one of the best in, is probably the best century I've seen by an Indian opener since Morley Vijay's one hundred twenty forty four at the Gabba um, seven years ago. Now, the way that these weren't Indi- easy conditions, the way that the Indian openers handled it on day one, it was very cloudy. Um, you know, there was quite a few rain delays, stuff like that. It's just, everything that could break your concentration. They didn't. And they batted for over 44 or so overs, the pair. Uh, Rohishan was very unlucky not to get a century. He just got it to an absolute chaffer. K.R. Rahul, again, like I said, the man of the match. Um, Yeah, so the openers were outstanding. Jimmy Anderson was good with the ball. Now, talking of Jimmy, India, I think, played. This situation that I'm to talk about right into their hands. So obviously, um, Boomerah started bowling a few bounces to Jimmy Anderson at the end of the English second innings. And Anderson didn't like it. Um, you know, people were saying that Boomrah intentionally bowled a few more no-balls to rough him up. Which I just call BS. He just overstepped, it happens. And he's got a history of overstepping. Not overstepping in terms of, he's not... I'm not saying that it's a fix or anything But it's got a history of overstepping the line That happens to a lot of fast bowlers So obviously Boomer bought a few bounces They didn't like it And when Ishan Sharma departed India had a lead of 182 Now it's a psychological thing When you're chasing a target of under 200 You think, yeah, it's still drawable on a fifth day wicket But then when it gets to over 200 Against this Indian pace attack That's when you think, oh god we're completely screwed. And this is where England starts losing the plot. Boomer comes in at number 10. And they just start giving him a bouncer barrage. Why? Why are you trying to do that? Um, Just last year in December. When Australia A were playing India A in a first class game. The Aussie A-Bowls kept on peppering him bounces. He j- Boomer just kept on hooking them away behind. Fine leg and short leg. Um, behind square and fine leg for fours and sixes. You just don't do if, um it was complete stupidity. They they kept on bowling bounces and they forgot the most easiest thing, just attack the stumps. If they attack the stumps more often, um I think I was looking at a heat map on day five. There were hardly any balls that were attacking the stumps when they were bowling to Boomer and Shami um, when the English fast bowlers came on. And they just kept on. And they just kept on trying to um abuse Boomerang i know uh, abuse technical They were trying to sledge him and stuff like that. It just did not work. Cole is a dilly boy. This Indian team thrives on aggression. You cannot out-aggress... Oh, I don't even know what the word is. But you cannot show aggression to this Indian team. Because they will bloody fight back. This is Kohli's team that we're talking about. He has got... It's like a very dilly sehu bench kind of thing. You just don't... F- you just don't mess around with Kohli, uh, um, and they were just, and you, I'm pretty sure he even said Benjod when um, when Bumrah smashed. I think it was Mark Wood for four. When he just slapped him through the offside and stuff like that. So yeah, England completely lost the plot. It was a very they they they, they were they were more focused on getting one back with Bumrah with these b- with the bouncer barrage instead of let's try and win this Test match. Now, obviously. Um, They've made a few changes to the English squad. Dom Sibley has been dropped with Dawid Milan coming back into the side. Um, so Hasid Hamid is probably expected to open. Uh, Milan will probably go to three. I don't see any other changes happening. Maybe Oli Pope comes in at number five, possibly. And Johnny Best uh, gets dropped, but it'll be hard to considering Best has scored 57. Um, I'm not sure, yeah, so, uh, Jack Leach is on standby with the squad, as Moe is the only spinner, which I think quite, which I find a bit surprising, because Headingley can get a bit dry from day three onwards, Oops, sorry, excuse me, and yeah, I think they probably could have included another spinner, just to mess with India's heads, um, so, Saqib Mahmood may get a debut with Mark Wood, even though he's in the squad. He is nursing an injury right now. So, probably, I think the English 11 probably go something like, Hamid opening with Rory Burns, Dawood Milan at 3, Root at 4, either Best of a Pope at 5, Butler at 6, Moeen at 7, or if they feel like it's an absolute green top and they don't need a spinner, then they'll get Root of Moeen and Ollie Pope comes in, Bats at 6, Butler goes down to 7. And then your four paces, I think, will be Ollie Robinson. Either Mahmood or Wood, one of those two. Jimmy Anderson and probably Sam Curran. Or maybe even Craig Overton gets a go. Um, You know, Sam Curran, he's a fighter, but he struggled a bit recently. And I think Craig Overton, he can still bat quite well. He's a swing bowler, can, you know, hit the deck a little bit harder. So, I think he'll, So I think maybe Craig Overton comes in for Sam Curran as well. From India's side, there are reports going that Ashwin's bowling might trump Jadeja. Now, if that does happen, if Ashwin is set to come into the 11, they cannot play two spinners. I think I don't think you'd go two spinners ahead and, unless it's a very dry surface. I think India still needs to go with this winning four-seamer combination, but that means Shadul Takuru has to come in. But for who, uh, um, I would keep Suraj. I would probably rest Shami because it's a five-test match series, and he gets the ball to reverse a bit. The Oval and the and Manchester are, are your probably two best most spin-friendly surfaces, and those are the wickets where reverse one swing comes in a little bit more into play. And Shami's an absolute gun at that, so I'll probably so he probably drop. I know this is very harsh, but I dropped Shami in for Charlotte Um and so yeah, that's basically it with um, my review of the two sides of um, Pakistan, West Indies, and England versus India. Um, that's basically it. Uh, I hope there's a. I hope the second test between England and uh, sorry. Uh, West Indies and Pakistan ends up being another thriller. I hope that the third test between England and India goes on to be another five day thriller. This is what test cricket is for. I hope long may this continue. Take care you want, everyone.